When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wake up in the morning feeling like... Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because... I'm a woman. <laughs> Hello, my friend. Hey. Have you made any TikToks yet? Um, no, but I put music to um, one of my tries. <laughs> and that was it. You're that so down it. with the kids. Uh, yeah. What music did you put on it? Dancing Queen. Oh, like um, that. Feel um, the beat. From the tambourine. I thought you were going to say tangerine. Just so the listeners are aware, before we started recording this, Nolly sat down with a snack in her hand and I assumed it was a peach or a nectarine. And I should have known better because she was just sat there eating a massive beef tomato on the sofa. It wasn't massive. It was a normal size one. I've just got small hands, remember? Yeah. Is that a beef tomato or is that a salad tomato, actually? Salad tomato. <laughs> just a tomato I actually did have when I went and got it I also got a bit of beetroot mm, so I've had beetroot I've now got slightly vinegar mouth but um I'll oh, push yeah. through for the pod just for you and what's all your, the listeners what's your favorite kind of tomato to eat um a vine I do like a little cherry vine yeah same like the Tesco uh, vine are quite nice um what about an heirloom yeah like them um i do i like like all tomatoes really i actually have just started i'm not a massive fan but i have started eating sun-dried tomatoes um although oh, i take I, a sun-dried tomato over a fresh tomato any day of the week sorry the silence is because that's utterly ridiculous and the only thing i don't like tomatoes wise is um tomato juice and uh on saturday my friend emily had a tomato juice and she caught me turning my nose up <laughs> did she just have a tomato juice or did she have a bloody mary no i think it was a bloody mary but it she doesn't drink so i don't know whether that's a mary or <laughs> virgin mary <laughs> oh yeah Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I've had no sleep recently. No, I, I think tell. I can find anything funny on this podcast. Well, I'll tell you oh, what wow. I don't find funny at the moment. The fact that I'm fourth in the Match Point Legends League. Mate, I was 10. I came 10th this week. I got 10 points. 10 points. And I don't even know how, but I do. Wales, I would have been one of the only people to get points. I would have got nearly maximum points if they'd actually scored. Same. I went for Wales. I went Wales oh. by five. 
I went Wales by two. And I, do you know what? I didn't even feel like it was nationalism talking. I really thought, to be fair, they, they should have won because they butchered so many chances. Oh, honestly, I didn't, to be fair, I'm not going to say I sat there and was hooked to it because I was actually at Purdy and Angel's house um, staying the night. Had a little sleepover. Oh, nice. Um, was Kean up for the rugby or had they managed to get him to bed? So pretty cool. Um, no, he'd gone to bed. Um, okay. Yeah, but he had waited by the window for me and basically because Purdy had basically said that I was coming and he was like when's she coming and she was like uh this is not late we're not quite yeah. sure when she might appear um and yeah no he was so cool and um got he made he uh, got me a cupcake so uh-huh. yeah big shout out um to Kian and um had a little sleepover so yeah we were kind of chatting and then as the game was on realized that actually it was quite close and um, then I got really excited because I remembered that I'd called Wales by two. So I was like, if they score, I'm going to be within one. Yeah. Um, obviously, it didn't happen. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, big ears. Did you go for the game in the end? Because you said you were hoping to go. No, I had a very, very bad migraine on Friday, hmm. which I actually had until yesterday. It has now gone, thank God. But yeah, it's been a rough four days of feeling like my head was going to split in half. So my friend Hugh and if your head if your head was going to split half, would it be like ear to ear? Oh, down the middle, wouldn't it? Like in line with your nose. When I because I get um very bad sinusitis, and I always have done. Um, Is it because your eyes are so big they push on the? I do wonder. I wonder if my eyes look bigger <laughs> because my sinuses are blocked. But I get really bad horns on my head, and I get a visible line at the middle of my forehead, and it makes me feel like that's where it's going to split. Like I feel like I can see, feel the pressure along that bit of my skull. But I've got a thing. Like I, I didn't realize until quite recently that not everyone thinks the same in terms of like I visualize pain. So like if I've got a hangover, I feel like I can visualize that my brain is so dry. It's like rubbing on the inside of my skull or if or if like so my carpal tunnel has been very bad again. And I feel like I can visualize where the ganglions in my wrist are rubbing on the nerve and stuff. Do you not get that? Like when you have a pain, do you not picture it in your head? Um, no. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we've kind of just jumped into match bite. You've done badly. Um, yeah. Has anyone done well on our league? Do we know? Well, I think for the first time ever, the top 10 is being dominated by men, which I'm disappointed by. Um, you know, so- sorry, men, but it has traditionally been a real stronghold of, of women. Um, Kate Hallett, well, Rebecca Weir, but hang on a second. This round, though, yeah, Karen Jones is first. Shut up. Is that the real Karen Jones? Please stand up. Or is that a fake Karen Jones knowing that that is your mum? Oh my god, that is my mum. <laughs> Crumbs. <laughs> Good Lord. He's absolutely butchered you mate she is absolutely taking you to the cleaners you got 49 points but you know what you've got to 
the context of that is that Karen Jones has been quite poorly with norovirus. And I can only assume that that was when her temperature was hitting the 39 degree mark on Friday morning. <laughs> and a Don't delirium take took over. Don't take that away from her. No chance. I will say, I'm just having a little look. James Mortimer, he's at the top. Wow, 185 oh, points overall. Um, yeah, that's that is a big old yield of points, that is. Um, Chris Dicey. Oh, spicy dicey. He's spicy in third. Dicey. Um, we do have one woman in the top 10, Lucy Amelia. Yeah. I wonder if that's, do you reckon that's, that can't be her surname, is it? Do you reckon that's like Laura Jane, Lucy Amelia? Uh, I'm trying to think if, um, I don't know anyone with the surname Amelia. No. Anyway. Oh, Jamie McAndrew, who's supporting England. Hmm. Hmm. Got parent in there or just clever. Knows Scotland aren't going to win. Um, anyway. Um, Girls, come on. We need to come sharpen on. up. Although, Karen, big shout out to you. Kazza. <laughs> Good old. Oh, don't never call her that. Never oh. call her that. When oh she was growing God. up, she had a next door neighbour who used to call her Kaz and it used to drive my nan absolutely nuts. Um, I've never told you. So when I um so moved over to New Zealand, age four and a bit, so five, and uh played mini rugby there, and there was a, a guy that uh, a dad that would always be on the sideline and he was really vocal would always cheer and stuff which is really sweet but he would always shout go no lean <laughs> go no lean and I, honest to god it would drive me up the wall like I hated it to the point where I was like mum you've got to tell him that's not my name Nolly is not no lean no lean no lean can I sing you down the aisle to Nolene? Don't, um, don't tell me yet. Think about it. Um, I will I will get back to you. I will write, okay. write to you. Um, I, uh, I just thinking about it now. I can feel the rage that I had as a six-year-old being shouted, go Nolene. Like I just, I, I couldn't understand it, but it made my mum laugh. So she wouldn't do too much about it. Yeah. Do you I know my mum was my coach? Who was? Who was? Big C. Was she? Oh, go on. Yeah. Um, I get that feeling when people call me Loz. Mm. It's like an over-familiarity thing that people who aren't actually my friends do. So when people think they're your mate, you know? It's a bit like when people put an E on the end of Nolly. Jack Zorab did that this week. I don't get that. I don't understand why it's... Why? Why does an E appear? It's not on any of my social media handles. It's not on my email address. It's not whenever I write it. It's not in any anywhere but that I've done. But yet people continually reply to emails with an E. Maybe it's because it, there's, there's two E's and no lean and Nolly short for no lean. Oh, no lean. No lean. What else? You had a busy weekend. We both had busy weekends. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Rugby has just decimated. Been the winner? Oh, oh. rugby's been the winner. It's always the winner. <laughs> always the winner. Uh, I went to North Wales for the first time last Thursday. What an experience. Colwyn Bay. Um, first impressions. North dog Wales. Poo. North Wales. Want to go to Cymru? North Wales. Um, dog poo everywhere. Oh. I know. Overwhelming. Overwhelming. 
Um, what else? What, smell or just disappointing view? It was just everywhere. It was just on the oh. pavements. Um, it was oh. freezing. It was absolutely freezing up there. And the uh, French hooker, connoisseur, who I interviewed post-match, tried to absolutely tuck me up. So basically, one of the tries was a rumble over. You couldn't see who got it, but they gave it to connoisseur when he scored or like when the try was scored and in the post-match interview this is going live to the world I was like oh Connor two tries today how do you feel about your performance I only got one try I was like oh well they've chalked up two for you well I only got one I was like shut your mouth <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> honestly I was like these kids today these kids um I um was it well was it a good game uh, just, yeah, 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 yeah. Those, those young <laughs> French kids there was a um, there was a, a young boy playing number eight called um, Teo Entomac. Uh, I'm not sure if any of his family play rugby or if there's any kind of uh, heritage there, but he was quite impressive. So, yeah. Is he is he um, quite is he a bit lanky as an eight or is he filled out? Because he Roman, will, he's not fully filled he's out. Tall. But he's, he's taller than Roman. I'd I'd, yeah. like, I'd say he's probably four or five inches taller. He's big. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's a big boy. But I think um, I think Emil is a lot taller than Roman. Well, they're but they're kind of they're like tall and slim, aren't they? They're yeah. not. Anyway, um, so way. I yeah, anyway, um, I didn't know. So when I went to university in Cardiff, yeah. I thought that Welsh was a language that like your nan muttered and no one really understood. Right. I didn't know that um in like in particular in north wales it's their first language and i was talking to someone about it and they were saying how they're actually like they don't really like english people or english speakers up there so did they like you is that true um yeah but i am welsh i just yeah um, but, but i english don't think I welsh so colwyn bay is literally like across the water from like um birkenhead so it's not like, I think you're more kind of like Anglesey way, but there's as many Welsh speakers in West Wales and stuff as well. But well, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought North Walian Welsh is dialectually different to South Walian Welsh to some extent. So, like, mm. now is now in South Wales, but in North Wales it's Ruan, so it's the same word spelt backwards. I know, <laughs> I know. No Honestly, if that doesn't sum up South Wales and North Wales, but it was quite funny for me going to North Wales because when I lived in London, like I realized really quickly that people from London live in like such a bubble, like people who've been brought up in that kind of like home county, Surrey, Bucks, all that kind of area. And I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, going home on the way weekend. And they'd be like, oh, going back up north. And I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm from Cardiff. And they'd be like, yeah, back off up north. And I'm like, yeah, Cardiff's not, Cardiff's not north. It, it, it's actually south of London. I mean, latitudinally, <laughs> like it's not, it's not in the north. But to them, because I, I had a regional accent, I obviously came from the north. Because as far as they're concerned, everywhere that has a regional accent is northern. Very mm. peculiar. Very peculiar. I mean, that's slightly odd. It is but odd. Then my comment like... is slightly odd as well. Anyway, what else did you get up to at the weekend? Uh, Saturday, Wales played the USA Falcons in a uh, pre-Six Nations friendly. Oh, yeah. Um, before we talk about Wales, because obviously I'm sure you'll talk about that because you worked for Radio Wales. But 
Um, big shout out to Lottie Clapp. I yeah. don't know her link to America. I'm she was kidding, born you know? there. Ah, she was well, born in America. Um, born I think born in the USA. Which I just think is brilliant because I saw a training and I thought, oh, that's I thought I didn't think they were inviting people in because there was apparently 23 qualified players yeah. from the premiership. Um, and she has been a stalwart at Saris for years and such a consistent player. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah I think she played 20s. I don't think she's got a cap, but she's got a sevens cap maybe. I think she's got a senior England cap, hasn't she? I'm sure she has. Oh, uh, apologies if I got the yeah. She was highlighted as somebody who has taken advantage of the birthright law. So that means that she must have a senior cap. Yeah. Oh, apologies, Lottie, for me not knowing that. Um, but I just think it's brilliant because she's a fantastic rugby player and will be a real good addition to that squad. And actually knows um their coach who coached there um at Saris, so um and actually another person uh who has availed of the birthright law change i know that she played in the dubai qualifier but katie mattinson has today been announced in the scotland squad for the six nations um coach katie at hartbury oh wow <laughs> i'm shocked that you've just got that in color me shocked didn't think you'd bring that up Really oh kate is one of my favorite humans she is wonderful and somebody that did we did we not talk about this in the qualifier i'm I pretty sure i did about katie Madison, um, more than one yeah no i'm really the cutest I'm freckles in world rugby that's for goddamn sure well she just doesn't age i mean she looks exactly the same as when i met her as a 15 year old and which is quite katie amazing and looks like a pixar character <laughs> <laughs> She literally looks like she always reminds me of the little girl from you probably haven't seen it, but there's a Pixar film called Inside Out. And if I have to picture that little girl in my mind, I just picture Katie Mattinson. <laughs> Obviously a compliment, Katie. Um, it is a compliment. You know what? I'm going to tell you a little little story about Katie. So Jerry, her dad, is absolutely wonderful and um, would they would come to England Games. Um, and so he got to know my mum and they got on really well. And um and uh they were over in france in 2014 um so katie gosh i mean she must have been late teens then yeah. um obviously was at Hartbury and knew her well and we had a friends and family day and so my mum had been like hanging out with jerry and i knew that katie would love to be able to come and see and what what we're up to and so i invited them in and they got to see our team rooms. They got to see in behind the scenes with England and stuff like that. And it was so wonderful to see how, you know, she worked so incredibly hard as a player, gave, you know, moved from Newcastle down to, um, down to Hartbury, put in everything, like overcame like quite a few challenges, um, injuries and bits and pieces, but just lots of stuff. And I always knew that she'd become an international because of just how hard working she was. And it was really cool to be able to be an England player with her. Yeah. Um, but to see how being in and around that environment, coming in and the World Cups, it like in and being invited in seemed, and it'll be cool to chat to her about it, see what she said. She probably would say it was total rubbish, and yeah. like it, but how she was inspired by that. And I, yeah. I don't know, I was thinking about it when she told me um, that she was thinking about Scotland and we chatted and I just was like, oh my God, go for it. Like, this is awesome. 
and it took me back to 2014 and I thought oh my gosh eight years later and she's going to be there because she's the type of player that deserves a million percent to be at a world cup and now this has really worked out and you know I hope that you know she gets some good game time um over the six nations and then yeah gets on the plane be amazing well, obviously, Scotland opened their campaign against England in the open round of the Women's Six Nations. The Women's Six Nations will follow the same order of matches as the men's, in case you were wondering. Um, obviously, it's a separate tournament this year, but it's the same order of games, but with one fallow week in the women's tournament, as opposed to the two that the men had. Wales kick off against Ireland next weekend. I will be in Dublin, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. going to try and get some sort of uh, little fan party going for Radio Wales on the Friday night, but Last Saturday, I was at the Wales-USA game, which was the worst nightmare for a broadcaster because Johan Cunningham togged out 35 players to look at in the game. <laughs> Honestly, it was horrendous. And someone else has scored. I've got no idea who they are because they've got... A, then 42 is the number on their back. Like, it was just carnage but they had a good hit out they obviously they lost but I'm not sure that the result kind of mattered because it was such a disrupted second half because he was trying to get a look at everybody um how did America look they look good Alev was Alev but Kate Zachary in the back row she is phenomenal she is a phenomenal player um and she scored two tries just blistering pace physical and it was it was interesting because the girls were kind of coming off the pitch and they were like wow she is one hell of a player so yeah it was good well she's been carving up for Exeter and Alev has been carving up for Sarri so it shows what having the opportunity to play alongside better players does um yeah maybe that we'll save that debate for a later point because there are teams now that are heavily influenced by foreign players rather than English qualified so that Alev Kelter has played one month in the Premiership and one Premiership Player of the Month. <laughs> That's the most Alev Kelter thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen. She was loving being in Wales, which just made my heart so full and so happy that this the Alaskan destroyer was enjoying my home nation. I do, yeah. so that was cool. And then on Sunday, my friend, oh my goodness, I, well... In my time, I've done many shoots. I've traveled around the world and I've been to some great places and and had some great highlights. You know, the fireman's pole at Saanich Fire Station filming with Brittany Benn. What a time to be alive. Uh, You know, making Guinness World Records in the south of France in the blazing sunshine. Amazing times. But Sunday, I got to try 32 different flavors of gelato. And you tried 32 flavors. Basically, I just got carried away and they were like, oh, do you want to try any? And then I just tried all of them. Did you use one of those tiny spoons that looked like a tiny um, bucket and spade spade? Well, <laughs> I mean, that's what you're meant to do. But Dino Dalla Valley, Hannah Jones, uh, the Wales Centre's fiance, who owns the ice cream parlour, just gave me a proper spoon for each one. So I, I would say I ate the equivalent of five liters not far off but guess what flavor dino made in honor of my visit i don't know guinness guinness gelato oh yeah. is it good it was good actually it was really good i felt like it needed a blackcurrant swirl i was gonna I- ask 
Did it have a Guinness and black? Oh. Yeah. And do you know what? So think about like a raspberry ripple and imagine like that black currant swirl in a Guinness ice cream. I mean, I'm not sure that he's going to give me a job in the development kitchen anytime soon because I will just eat the profits, but <laughs> phenomenal. If you, live, you ate 35. <laughs> if you live in South Wales, if you are traveling at all over the summer down to West Wales for holidays, please stop at Frank's Gelateria in Ammonford. Honestly, it's world class. The chocolate orange. Oh. oh my God. The chocolate orange was just oh. God tier. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, you've been busy. I'm just trying to think what I've been up to. I, actually, hey, you were at Twickenham. So before, yeah. before anything else, before you tell me what you did at Twickenham, do red cards ruin games? Oh, um, I think everyone in the stadium was in shock when it happened. I didn't actually see it happening. Um, I just saw that, like, sit, saw the card bit, just like I saw. Um, I didn't see live the absolute slaying of that guy that came on. I'm not going to even mention his name onto the field. The pitch invader got absolutely snapped into. Oh, I didn't know that happened. Um, yeah, he got absolutely whacked um, by security. Um, luckily, he didn't make it on camera. You all you saw was the. It wasn't the guy from the autumn. It was. <gasps> um, yeah, and um, but I looked. I looked on the screen uh, onto the pitch and. Um, I thought someone had collapsed. Oh, I thought an England player had collapsed and then realised that it wasn't an England player because he was getting dragged off by the security. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, yeah got to host the uh, RFU Council again. Yeah. Um, was invited back after the autumns, which means I didn't do too badly. Breaking the barrel. And yeah, did another little Nollies quiz that went down well. Did you do you know the name of the trophy that England and Ireland played for? Oh, England. Would you like an option? Should I give you the options that I gave them? Um, is it the Millennium Trophy or the Jubilee Trophy? The Jubilee. See, I thought that would get everyone, and it did. It's called the Millennium Trophy, and it was brought in and sent to, to mark the city of Dublin's thousandth birthday. Wow. And it's the shape of a Viking helmet. What trophy well, do France and Italy play for? The Garibaldi. Correct. Well yeah, you've told that. That's, yeah. Know, the, that's the, yeah. Um, so yeah, did a little quizzy, quizzy McQuiz face. Um, yes. And... Drum roll, please. I really hope she's listening because I wandered across just to see how the, if I'd done okay and I was chatting and a lady stopped me and she said, Nolly. I love the try. She said, Nolene. Nolene, Nolene. I loved try hard spot and I like stopped and I, I think I was in such shock that someone had said they enjoy it. Um, I was like, oh, amazing. And she went, no. I'm a tryhard, Nolly. I am a tryhard. And it was amazing. What was and your name? So Charlie Roberts, massive shout out to you. Um, it was lovely to meet you. And um, thank you for telling me you're tryhard. Perhaps we could maybe organise getting us some socks or something. Um, oh, or maybe we could yeah. just get her on the pod. <laughs> um, well, I did say to her that we are in the process of potentially arranging some live events of some kind possibly maybe could happen we shall see LJ and she and said Nolene she's based up north 
So Ooh. if we want to go up to north, we can uh, to north sleep over at Charlie's. <laughs> oh, um, wow, I love that. Love that for us. Okay, book. I just love the fact that she made the statement in front of all of her all of her table. Nolly, I'm a tryhard, and I just loved it so yeah. much. <laughs> Was she a good tryhard or a bad tryhard? No, absolute brilliant tryhard. Not good. bad tryhard at all. Well done. Well done. Um, Mate, she can't be a bad tryhard. She says she likes the cod. <laughs> I know, but like, I wanted you to say that she said yeah. she's a tryhard. So, so that happened. Um, England obviously were galvanized by the red card and woohoo. Um, yeah, it was good, but Ireland were rubbish. Like, they should have absolutely smashed England and they were just falling apart here, there, and everywhere. And yeah. I can't believe up front, Ty Furlon got destroyed in the scrum, mate. Your dad, he must have been. I know, but do you know what? Crying or very angry. But it's one of these things, though. Don't you think, like, I think it's a difficult one for props. If you're, like, superb in the loose, do people forgive you for being, like, no. a, a bit, like, wonky at, like, in set piece? <laughs> no, no, they don't. What I'm saying is that, like, his, that's the problem. Like, your bread and butter has to be the set piece. And, and then, then his- being an animal in the loose is a bonus. But if you're not getting that right, then... Yeah, but I spoke to Flat. So the next day I worked with ITV, first game on the Premiership, and also my first ever game with ITV at the game. <laughs> oh my word. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, but yeah, it was good fun. Um, commentator with Flats and back with Miles, who's just lush, isn't he? Um, one of my colleagues. Uh, pardon? Who was producing? Um, Phil Heslop was there so i don't know whether he i think he was producing maybe oh. or directing. i'm never quite sure i don't, don't know people do do you oh okay. no i think it, i think it was phil okay and um, he normally does it um and uh yeah i was talking to flats about it and he said that there's some of the calls were a bit dubious because actually tug is an unbelievable scrummager so it'd be interesting but he said that um england obviously did well um up front and they it was a set piece that kept them in the game because if you can't if you're down by 14 and losing set piece it's basically you're up against like absolutely everything um so yeah so it was fun actually i'm quite Um, interested in from your like playing perspective is there were a lot of comments i was listening in the car on five live and matt dawson was like well like almost vitriolic this was in the opening minutes after the red card like well this is the true test of this team you know I want to see some actual heart from them and and it's all well and good being the characters and all this but I want to see some actual heart from these players and and that seems to be echoed by a lot of former players when I say former players I mean people who've been out of the game for quite some time how much will the current players listen to that kind of thing and how much are they just disregarding the noise of these former players who are all having their say on on this current England setup and Eddie and culture and all those things um I think for me like I always massively respected pre like past players um but you also kind of roll your eyes at some things when it's the game is totally different you know even now with England the game is different to an extent to when I played so there's certain areas that I can talk about that I wouldn't feel comfortable making comment on because yeah as I say it's different like the yeah some of like I don't think the game really has gone too far for me you know um 
but yeah um uh, yeah I think sometimes those types of comments are really funny because like as an international rugby player and they would know that everyone gives absolutely everything when you leave it and all right you might make some technical errors or you might make some tactical decisions like when when you go down to 14 at times tactics kind of don't go out the window but it becomes like an emotional driven thing because you have to basically all find the additional player in you to add to the team so you have a different mindset because you know you have to give that whereas you know one of the best things about me when I for me when I played for England was the fact that I only ever really had to do my job. Yeah. So I could focus on my technical skills and I could focus on that because I wasn't having to think about everyone else's. When you go to club and there are players and there's a massive spectrum of ability or experience, you then start picking up other people's roles because, and depending on where that, where you have to put your energy will determine how you play. So that's the difference that, you know, tactically, obviously you'll play in different areas of the field and you'll do other stuff. I think Eddie brought on people really early and everyone's like, oh, tactically, right? So he's done it because everyone's absolute butt in the gut. Like they need yeah. to get them on. And actually Ben Young's coming off the bench, did a riff that was great. Yeah. Um, and you look at that bench, probably why England stayed in it and what didn't allow Ireland to get, I mean, they obviously got a foothold in the last eight minutes or so, but you bring on those types of players, they know how to play those games yeah. as well. Um, and that's when you fatigue, you know, so anyway, um, I don't know whether can, I asked your question. <laughs> can England stop the slam this weekend? Um, yeah, I think so. It's just one thing I actually am, is going to be tough for them is to recover. Um, you know, France obviously got an extra day's recovery because England played in the evening on the Saturday. Um, but both teams would be battered from their yeah. games. So it will be interesting to see how they, there, there is that was like emotional and physical fatigue of the Six Nations is huge. And you get yourself up for big games, of course you do. And why being in France will give them that extra edge. But this will be the test of the team, um, the French, because every bit of pressure is on them. Is there and, a tangible... Um, kind of fatigue physical fatigue difference for 14 men playing against 15 will those players stats have reflected the fact that they were playing with a one-man deficit yes because they would have been having to make additional tackles hit extra rucks um work slightly different in set piece um it depends I don't know with the forwards I would know in the backs if you're missing if you go down to 40 if you drop a back yeah different players will as a as a back three because what tends to happen is a player will get you'll always fill fill in the front field yeah so then you go into a back two and you work with the nine so the nine overworks defensively they're covering far more ground because they've got to help in the back three yeah and as a fullback and as a wing you are covering so much more ground because you're as a two rather than a three or a four with the nine so um yeah I don't know how that works as much changes starting 15 because of that this weekend um potentially um you'd hope that he'd go with some consistency because actually the selection that he's gone has been with an opportunity for players to develop and grow and actually what they learned last week will help them be able to, you know, you would want to back that up and you'd want to go, right, let's go out and win this game and finish it. 
that said it's been a massive tournament and some plays that championship and some players have played a massive amount of minutes and people it's hard to explain even with fallow weeks like I saw the boys at a Guinness appearance on a fallow week and they were apps they were like struggling to get their eyes open at times and you train harder in a fallow week than you do yeah play because you you can and it's a long time with all the traveling and all that type of stuff so yeah it'll be interesting to see selection wise who he goes goes with um I hope he goes similar so that all those players get to experience that occasion because of everything they've put in because that's a special occasion France away is one of my favorite fixtures and I'm sure it will be absolutely bouncing like Twickenham was unbelievable the noise was amazing they traveled today oh really yeah the squad which really surprised me when I saw that on social media earlier on. But yeah, they travel today. So I, do you know what? I love a long weekend in Paris, me. So I'm not surprised Eddie does. Yeah, I, but it, if, I, if I were him this evening, I'd probably go go and get a couple of cheeky macarons, go and watch the light show at the Toy Fair. Um, oh, I'd make the most of it. I really recommend the Rodin. Eddie, if you're listening, know you're a big fan. The Rodin Museum, fantastic. Go and see that. <laughs> um what else oh if I can remember the name of that nightclub that me and Dio Sullivan and, and Rob Vickerman went to I'll text you Eddie so <laughs> on that note uh next week guys we will be full preview women's six nations uh before the tournament kicks off next weekend buzzing for that there will be well I say match pint but if you haven't noticed guys it has rebranded and we will bring you more on that breaking news story next week um just out of interest are we going to do a competition this six nations what for, for the, the women or between you and me um i can send you a prize if you win <laughs> oh, i thought you were going to be like you know i definitely got the 10 jersey for the no lean waterman testimonial match <laughs> um, i'm so glad i told you that <laughs> oh you you're going to regret that every day for the rest of your life Nolene, 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 Nolene. Do you know what? One, I'm going to leave you with this one, tryhards. Did you know that Dolly Parton wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You in the same day? Such is the talent of that woman. She wrote both those songs in one day. Really? Yeah. And, and what have we done today? Produce this fantastic podcast. Well... I've attended and you will produce it. (laughs) See you later, tryhards. Bye.